If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest's internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. Each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios, log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jimsy Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Uh, yes, welcome to the Jamie and Jimsy Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. Uh, my name is Jamie. It's Tuesday December the 13th, 2022. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, before we ha- play our fun and games and all that stuff, let's give a uh, rest in peace to Mike Leach. He passed this morning at the age of 61. Uh, funniest coach, coach ever. I never seen, I never seen that, t- that type of coach go into deep, deep, deep personality about uh, the game. As I ever seen Mike, Mike, Mike Leach has ever done. So rest in peace to Mike Leach. Um, you know, prayers for his family and his friends. Uh, prayers to the, uh, Mississippi State, um, ball club. Um, hopefully they'll have some tribute to him at some point. But there was a game that was played on Sunday. Uh, Houston versus Dallas. Um, okay. For all those people that are, are blaming Dak for this game, stop it. I already told y'all that Dak is elite. Yeah, yes, that was his off game. But he can't play defense. He, he, he definitely what wasn't the blame on offense. So what makes you think every loss is on Dak? Or every more victory is on Dak? This was a more victory. Like, to me, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand why people could play, continue to blame Dak for every single thing. And I heard this from Michael um, Michael Strahan the other day on Fox. He made a very good point. He said, um, "We haven't had a good quarterback since Troy, Troy Edmond. We went so went for Troy Edmond to a bunch of these other dudes, then Romo, and then um, Dak. Now he's right. He might be right, but." I want to just throw that out there because I, I he, he said it on the post game show and I said you know he might be right I don't know but anyways back to the game um, Houston ran with two quarterbacks uh, Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills I mean they weren't too bad it's just uh, Houston he, Houston doesn't have enough to consider themselves elite and hopefully in the draft you know m- maybe they'll they'll address their needs. And become that football, become that football team they're supposed to be. But for more to dive into this game, I want to bring Gabe in. Um, Gabe, this game. Well, first of all, I wanted to ask you, how are you doing, sir? You know, I've been better. Okay, I've been better. You know, the Cowboys. Whenever they don't do what they're supposed to do and handle their business, mm-hmm. it's just a little different. Mm-hmm. So you know, right now. I got to say, I'm very, very disappointed. But I'm yeah. also, maybe this is what we needed. Okay. Maybe this is what we needed for, for going into. One in 11 team? Yeah, maybe we needed a, 
Because they punched us in the mouth. At the end of the day, they did. That was a physical team. I got to give them credit on defense. They punched mm-hmm. us in the mouth, they did. literally. They did. Shout out to uh, Jared um, Petrie, uh, the second round pick. Yeah. Um, he has some hard hits on, on the, on, on everybody. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do believe that this may be, may be a good thing for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm very concerned. I'm not gonna lie. We lost Tanner Steele in this game for the season. Torn AC, he ripped his um, holding up. Torn ACL, MCL. That's yeah. a big loss. It's a huge loss, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to running the football. Mm-hmm. And when we got to play against teams like San Francisco, if we have to in the playoffs, yes. Um, Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. um, yes. who has a, like solid front for us. Like mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be very very difficult. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can address that. We have somebody in, uh, that's ready and waiting. Well, well, I heard on the radio on two different takes. So what's going to happen is Tyron, Tyron might be coming back. Yeah. So they put Tyron on the left side. They might move Tyler Smith to left guard, and they might put Jason Peters or um, Jason, uh, Josh Ball on the right tackle side. Mm-hmm. But Josh Ball was a liability. Very much so. That, that's why that I think he was a blame for that second interception because the, the guy came off the edge and hit Dak's arm on that second interception. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm hoping Jason Peters can accept that role yeah. as right tackle. It's not his position, though. I think Jason Peters really just wants to be a part of a team that's going to go somewhere. He's yeah, he's a veteran. He's right. f- probably future Hall of Famer. Um, probably so. I, I think that he he kind of know he was willing to play a role. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. think our offensive line is willing to play the role okay. that they need to play. Um, from what I, from my understanding, mm-hmm. that's from the outside looking in though. So, um, but yeah, overall, I just think this was they just came out sleepy. Like they just look like <laughs> they just look like they didn't take a nap. Like <laughs> or they needed a nap. Like the offense came out, they had a nice little drive. Mm-hmm. Then Turpin fumbles the ball. And then, that was a big play. Which was a huge play. It changed the entire energy it of the did. game. And so now Houston's like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. this is a gift. Yeah, new life. It's new life. We're about to yeah. get the ball back and probably go score again, go up 14 nothing. Right. Then it turns into 7-7. Right. And so at that point, I'm like, all right, cool. Mistakes happen. We have three turnovers. They probably won't score again. I right. said that at least three times during this game. <laughs> I said that three times in this game. Every time I said it, they scored. Um, so and they, and they weren't even running uh, capable offense. They were just they were just getting the ball. Uh, they were just going off our turnovers. But I'm gonna tell you though, the way that they moved the ball on us mm-hmm. was very resembling of right. the Philly game. Right. I say that because there was a lot of RPO. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of just play action passing. Right. Right. Um, left our middle of the field wide open because we're sitting in zones and we have a cornerback in uh, uh, Kelvin Joseph who doesn't know what he's doing. He's um, an embarrassment. He's a liability. He's an embarrassment. He's a complete embarrassment and liability. He's an embarrassment. I've never seen an NFL player get that right. beat. Right. Like numerous times. Like torched. Like this. Numerous like you times. can't cover at all. Like you. No. You're clearly out of position. Mm, no. You should, probably should be a safety. To be real. He should and, be out of the NFL. Okay. See, I'm not going to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm saying but. that because I'm saying that because anytime that a guy that, that focuses stuff off the field mm. more than by himself, more than about the team, you're out. 
Most, most teams will say, you know what? You're out. I'm going to be honest. I don't know about his off-the-field stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to Kelvin Joseph at all. Right. I try not to because he irritates me. Right. <laughs> Given the fact that I used to play defensive back, he irritates. Like, watching the technique, but how- watching the – this is very, very hard to watch. Right. He plays like a middle school kid. <laughs> and so <laughs> – <laughs> we need to address the cornerback as soon as there possible. There isn't anyone out there. There's nobody available. We, we, just, we just added a guy. I think his name was McKenzie Alexander on the practice squad. Squad. We don't even know when he's going to play. I just think we need somebody. Somebody got to step up because Kevin Joseph ain't it. I, like technique, There's nobody. Just technique wise alone. I just need somebody with proper technique. Maybe Brand at, at the cornerback position. Maybe you move Brand to to. He played a little bit of cornerback in college at Fresno State. So maybe yeah. move him. In, maybe move him to replace Kelvin. But all I know is Stevie Wonder can see that Kelvin Joseph is not working. <laughs> so. <laughs> Kevin Joseph is not going to work. We got to figure something out. <laughs> hey, he says Stephen Wonder. I'm like, <laughs> but dude, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't, you played cornerback. Yeah. You said cornerback. What is the first thing they teach you? They teach I mean, you to jump, jam right, the receiver, right? Did they teach you that? Well, the first thing they teach you is footwork. Okay. Which he didn't get that go to that class clearly right um so <laughs> that's the first thing they teach you is how you to backpedal how to and Alhurst your hand fun. placement so hand placement is usually the second okay. thing all right it's not always you're not always going to be in a position where you got to jam a receiver right it's not always the case okay but you also have to know how, if you're not going to jam him you have to know how to play off of the ball right have to play off of him <laughs> In a way where <laughs> you can still recover, like yeah. giving room to a receiver mm-hmm. is okay if you have the recovery speed to make it up. Right. That's Deion Sanders made a living of doing that. Right. So mm-hmm. the point I'm trying to make is that he doesn't have great footwork at all. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. Okay. He doesn't turn his head when the ball is in the air. Okay. He's a penalty. He's a penalty waiting to happen. Shit. To me. And watching Kevin Joseph, and I'm not going to say he's like one of the worst corners I've ever seen. I'm not going to say he's that. He's not. No. But I do think that there's a need for him to be better because we don't have a choice to but to deal with him right now. But how would like, you? He just got to. I this, think this is more of a Kelvin Joseph issue than a coach's issue because Al Harris, who who is a cornerback's coach. He's a great coach. He's a great coach. He's a great player, too. He can't teach. He can't teach what he can't teach that. Technique should have been learned years ago. Yeah. At the end of the day, exactly. That's high school, college stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I watch Kelvin Joseph, not to say because he's talented, mm-hmm. he's he made it to the NFL. He's talented. There's none of these guys. I'm not going to sit up here and say he sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. But he doesn't work for what we're trying to do. <laughs> I just put it like that. <laughs> I put it like that because I want to put it in perspective. These are still the greatest players. In the world, <laughs> at this point, no matter what, and if he has the ability to make an NFL team, he's one of the best in the world. So, I just, I just worry about where his head's at. I don't know where his head's at. I can't speak to that. But I, what I can speak to is that this ain't gonna work. He, we gotta like find, we gotta work. find another option on the team because clearly there's no free agents out there that's available and suitable for. There is that. There so, is that. 
Right. I knew this was going to happen before the season started. Mm-hmm. Anthony Brown doesn't is not my favorite corner either. But he but he, but he, he makes up, he makes up. He does because he, he has better. great technique. He does. He doesn't always know how to play the ball in mm-hmm. the air, but he has great technique. Right. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he is a better corner than Kevin Joseph, which goes without saying. <laughs> but. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do think that technique plays a massive role. If you can just have solid technique, mm-hmm. that takes you a longer way than just being super aggressive like Trayvon Diggs. Because Trayvon has yeah, a little Trayvon bit of both. Trayvon doesn't have technique either. I think he has – he, he has does ball. have technique, he but the thing about it, he doesn't – he's very, he's a little too aggressive. Because yeah. he he, he's usually in the right spot. Mm-hmm. At the right time. Exactly. The problem is he's too aggressive, and now offenses know that. Mm-hmm. So they can pump fake, and then, like, mm-hmm. we saw in the, um, what game was that? Um, it was, like, a week ago. Uh, oh, uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yes. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan, he pump faked, and then we had a wide-open touchdown. Yeah. Because yeah. he plays the ball too aggressive. He's he going to jump every route. He does. And hey. so he has to learn. And once he masters mm-hmm. that skill and can tone it, tone it down and mm-hmm. know when to jump it and when not to, right. he's still a young corner, so he's got time to do that. Right. He apologizes um, for every mistake that he's made. Yeah. He's always apologizing to us. Like, like you got to stop it. you got to stop apologizing mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. We're not – we're not – like, you can apologize to – uh, I don't want to say fake, but the delusional Cowboys fans, right? Yeah. That they'll say, "Hey, we're ten and three. We're going to the Super Bowl." Don't apologize to us on, on social media, bro. Like, like, stop it. And so your Super Bowl point, exactly. Like, like, to your Super Bowl point, right? We're not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> I want to preface that. I want to let all Cowboys fans know. <laughs> Cowboys that fans, I didn't say that. Uh, Cowboys fans. We're not going anywhere. I agree with you. I want to be, I want to put that in perspective. I agree We're with you. going to lose the same way we have the last three years. Not in the first round, maybe. We might get to the second round of the playoffs. But we're going to lose at some point. We're going to squander a lead somewhere. We're going to find a way to lose. Oh, that's going to throw an interception. That's going to throw at, at a crucial at point. A crucial point. He's going to throw a pick. It's going to. It's going to. Defense going to let up. Right. Here's what's going to happen. With that, when that, when, when it's good, he's going to throw an interception. It's going to go off Noah Brown or CD Lamp's hands, and it's going to land into the, to someone else's hands, and that's the game. And I'm going to tell you. I hate to say this because I don't believe in this team at all, but Tampa right. Bay, right. if they make the playoffs, they're a problem for us. Oh, shit. Tom Brady yeah. in the playoffs. Yes. Tom Brady in the playoffs is a different Tom Brady. Yes. They're all they got to do is make the playoffs, and they got a shot. We need to cheer for Atlanta. We need to cheer for Atlanta and Carolina. Carolina's still in the yep. mix now. We need so, to cheer for both of them. So whoever that is, we can handle <laughs> But I'm letting you know right now, Tampa Bay is going to be a problem for us you know, because there's a level of discipline that comes with experience. Right. We don't have that discipline. We don't have that discipline. We're a very, very young team. Mm-hmm. From top to bottom, we're a very young team. We're that, but, but these guys continue to make excuses, Gabe. That, that, yeah. that's, that's where I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. They continue to make excuses. Like Trayvon apologizes for giving up a 75-yard touchdown pass. To Cooper Cup, uh, Michael Parsons is not not get, getting home. Like these guys need to stop apologizing for making to us. You know why they do that, though, right? To, to make those mistakes. You know why they apologize, right? Why do they? Because do that? we have a culture of Cowboys fan. Like 
who will crucify you. Like at the end of the day, listen, listen, listen. Hold on. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. I I feel I genuinely feel like we have a culture of cowboy fans and cowboy haters mm-hmm. who are looking for anything mm-hmm. to tear our players down, our fans included. We don't we don't have grace for none of our players. At the end of the day, they don't need to be apologizing, but they feel that pressure. Right. They feel that pressure right. to to just be like, oh, like I made that mistake. Right. That was on me. Right. I'll take that. Okay, great. That's fine. Right. But but dude, they feel that pressure. That's the only reason that they even I, be willing to do. I, I, you know what? You know what I'm gonna say? Who cares? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Easier like, you, said than done from you outside. Make you make a lot of money in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You are on NFL team, right? Mm-hmm. It happens. Like, like, okay, we're we're, we're going to cry about it for the, the whole entire offseason. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we can't control what they have on the field. We can't control what uh, Mike McCartney says to, says to the team. We can't. We don't. We can't control the defensive scheme. Dan, uh, I almost said Campbell. Uh, Dan Quinn. Is preaching out. We can't. We can't control that. So for them to apologize, I'm like, dude, we don't care. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. Be- because it's like, it's like, it's like. But you're a realistic you fan. You, you just lost, right? Like, 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 like. We're going to move on the next day, right? We're yeah. going to cry about it. We're going to probably be upset about it, which as we should. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. Life moves on. Same you, for you guys. You're speaking from the perspective, the perspective of a realistic fan. Yes. The word, the root word of fan is fanatic. Right. When you're a fanatic of something, you don't have any rationality at all. Right. So right. I, I want to again put that in perspective because you're talking to people who will literally hang that. <laughs> Dude, they, they he, will. Yeah. They will because because they 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 see the inaccuracy, they see the two interceptions, and they that, see the quarterback rating, but yet they don't look at the numbers. They don't they don't look at what he has done the last three games. In a, the, in reality, Dak has been inconsistent. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit up here and say he, he has been, been the greatest hasn't quarterback. Been he hasn't been perfect, but in the eight games that he's been back, am I right? Is it eight? Uh, Man, when did he come back? He came back against the Lions. Against uh, the Lions, so I think that Lions, was week that was week five. Bears, and then we had the bye week, and that's the Packers, uh, Minnesota, um, in the Indy, mm-hmm. and then Houston. Seven, like so seven, right. yeah, seven, seven, eight weeks. Seven, eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. So in the last seven to eight weeks, I've seen this team still win games. We had, what, one loss in that? We had one loss to Green Bay, which we should not have lost to with a 14-point lead. That's a whole other conversation. Right. But we had one loss. We had one loss in that amount of time. Exactly. And people just don't like the way these wins look sometimes. That's the reality. We we blew Minnesota out. We blew Minnesota out. That was great. We blew Indy out. We blew blew Indy out. But the start of that, the first half of that Indy game, people was ready to crucify him then. So that's what I'm saying. 21 points. In the first, he put the up first twenty-one quarters. points, but Indy had nineteen. Yes. So at the but, end of the but day, that's not on him. But again, we know that, Jamie. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I know, I know. You and me understand that. Yes. But these irrational Cowboys fans don't. They see the score and are like, "Oh my God, all hell is breaking loose." Right. No, that's right. not the reality. Can we take their jerseys away? Can we take? Right. Some, can we take? If, if they continue to trash Dak. 
Can we take some sort of item away? No. Can we take their jersey away? Can we take uh, the, 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 the thing that they hang in their houses, right? They'll right. every Cowboys gear in their house <laughs> or their apartment. Can we purge in? I'm, not, I'm saying this nicely. And take that away. No. You know why? Because we're, we're the minority. We're going to lose that battle. <laughs> Yeah, we are. We're the minority. That's why people like Stephen A. talk about us the way that they do, because we're not realistic at all. There's nothing about Cowboys fans and the Cowboys organization that's realistic. We're not built to win. It's realistic, though. What team is saying, okay, like, for example, the 49ers, right? Yeah. The 49ers are playing with a third-string quarterback, right? Yeah. Can it's still we, relevant, by the way. Yes, it's relevant, though. <laughs> can, can, can we find any non uh, any delusional 49ers fan out there? No. Well, yes, you can. But the reality is this is America's team. We're on a stage that's bigger than everybody else. We're the most yes. valuable franchise in all of sports. All of those things play a role into it. That's yes. what I'm saying. Like, it's not about solely the Cowboys and the Cowboys fans. The Cowboys fans aren't any different than any other fan. Right. I'm just be honest. You're right about that. Okay. But our fans are on a much larger stage. Our fans are probably – we think we're going to the Super Bowl every time we have more than ten wins. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like, every you're right. time. You're right. I'm laughing here. Yeah. I'm laughing because you're right. Every time we have more than 10 wins, mm-hmm. we think, oh, it's Super Bowl. Right. Super Bowl. We're going to show. Michael, every time about last year, he's like, I'm going to be so fly and so fly. Like, There's no, you're not. teams that, that want to go where we want to go, Gabe. There's 11 other teams out there. That's and what I'm saying. Even... Even the teams that are fighting for a spot in the wild card are saying, you know what, we have a chance. We have a chance to go to the postseason. And I'm going to tell you, let's see what happens afterwards. Most of those teams want to play us. They want to play us. You know why they want to play us? Because we're one, undisciplined. Two, we're inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Three, we're very, very, very easy to run on. That's another one. And then you play in these teams That's with funny. running backs who can literally end your season. That that that's the uh yeah, that that that's the uh the cringy part about it. Like yeah. like um like, I, I worry that if we do play Tampa Bay, I worry about from that. If we do um if we do play Atlanta, I worry about um, Mariota. If we do play Carolina, I worry about. Um, I just worry about their team overall. Yeah, I, I you know Carolina. If Carolina makes the playoffs, we're not. And we have to go on the road. Yeah, I'm that's gonna go another thing to say. Steve Wilson should keep that job. Remove the attack. Either way, mm-hmm. number two, we're gonna lose that game. We're gonna lose. I think I, we have the potential to lose that game too. I agree. I, I don't know if we, I don't. I don't know if I want to say we're gonna lose, but we had a lot of potential to lose that game because we, the same reason we might lose to Jacksonville on Sunday. The that, same. That, the same reason because we, when we play hungry teams, mm-hmm. our teams that don't have nothing to lose, right? They're, they're and we underestimate them. That's what we did with Houston. That's mm-hmm. the reality. Mm-hmm. We went into that. That building like it was a bye week. Right. <laughs> like, honestly, we're looking ahead. We're probably even looking past Jacksonville. We're already on Christmas Eve. Like, we're so focused on Philly right now yeah. and Christmas Eve yeah. in that yeah. matchup <laughs> that we're not thinking about, oh, 
Houston, <laughs> one and ten. Uh, get out of here! Like it's a bye week. At the end of the day, it's a bye week with a scrimmage. That's how they're looking at right. it. Right. So look at that. Look, look at that. They almost punched you in the mouth with, yeah. with, with two quarterbacks and a receiver we never heard of. It's like they woke up and forgot they was playing in the NFL. Like any given Sunday is a phrase for a reason. Oh it's a phrase for a reason. These are still pros. Now, now I, you know, you know, I, I, I felt going to that game. I felt very confident. I'll take care of business. Yeah. And when I was driving, I said, "No way." They were down twenty to seventeen at the half. Mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna somehow lose this game." When they, when Dak threw that interception, when they got to the four yard line, I said, "You know what?" We're going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose this game because all they need to do is hand the ball off, which they didn't. Or better yet, they could have pitched it out. But that's the Houston offense. We better be glad Houston sucks. We better be glad they suck. <laughs> Dude, they got, they got a young team. We but better be glad. at the same time, they don't have experience. We better be glad that they're garbage. And... Because if they if they any better if, they, if this was Jacksonville we played like that, Jacksonville would have beat the brakes off us. Jacksonville beat us. If Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, they would have beat us, bro. I'm telling you right now, Jacksonville is in the mix for a playoff spot. They are. They are. But How they I they don't are. know. But wild, wild card probably. Well, maybe maybe maybe, the, maybe maybe the AFC South. They're in the hunt, but the AFC Tennessee the AFC South or wild card. Tennessee is winning that division, but. Tennessee looks inconsistent. They do look inconsistent, but they're still going to win that division. They're going to win that division, man. They up Hardly. two games mm-hmm. on Jacksonville. We got with that loss. We got to play them after. I'm not looking ahead in that game. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville. Okay, so Jack. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping I say you're right, but I'm not going to say you're right. But, however, they have a, they have the opportunity to lose this game. The reason being is because we over, like you said, we overlook these teams. Like, like going into this next game, we can't overlook Trevor Lawrence. Like, we can't overlook Marvin Jones Jr. The Evan other, Ingram, you, you, yeah, who? Evan Ingram balled out on Sunday. They got uh, Zach. What's the name? Zach Jones. Yeah, receiver. Zach Jones. Yeah, dude. They Come had on, a three head monster. Evan Evan Ingram does not look like a tight end. Ingram, he's a receiver. Not at all. I'm like, telling you. Their defense, like, they got the number one pick in Trayvon Walker, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, they got some other pieces on defense, too. But I, I'm nervous that game, Gabe. Th- that, that game's in Jacksonville. And we could easily go in there and lay an egg. Yeah. Easily. Like, we're, we're hurt on the offensive line. We're hurt at cornerback. <laughs> we're inconsistent at coaching. And that's another thing, too. Mm-hmm. When we get to these postseason – I feel like Mike McConnell is going to going to question himself. You don't want to ever second guess yourself in this world, guys. You know what's funny about Mike McCarthy? I just find him such an interesting. I find him to be such an interesting coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His decision making is so emotional. Like, have you noticed that? Like, when we're in the Green Bay game, ask me how many times he went for it on fourth down to try to prove it. He went. At, oh God, he went for like three or four times. In the whatever he, he was, I, I would say that game he was emotion emotionally invested in that game. Yeah, 
Like um, it was all his He was all in his feelings Like He was You could see it His energy level Was just mm-hmm. different um, Players feed off it though They fed off They it. fed off that of game. it to an, That game Yeah Yeah And I think The thing about Mike McCarthy In the playoffs mm-hmm. I think his emotions Will get the best of him And then he'll start making Bonehead decisions That's true Like going for it On fourth and That's true Nine On your own end On your own territory You can't do that bro you, like, you can't do that because that, that costs you games. Especially when you don't have that level of trust in your offense on a consistent basis. You know. It'd be different if you were Jim Harbaugh, right. who goes for it almost every fourth and, down and that they can that's less than five yards. Michigan or uh, the Baltimore? Both of them. They're brothers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jim, John, James, whatever. All of them. <laughs> You're right. But yeah, right about that. that. That's the thing, like... It's very, very inconsistent. And I'm not talking about just going for it on fourth down, but just mm-hmm. the level of discipline that we play with. Yep. Um, like this last week, we only had three penalties, which was great. But yeah. all of the other aspects of discipline was falling <laughs> to pieces. He, he, he's not the one that motivated the players in this game. No. To this point where you have to motivate yourself. you got to motivate others around you. So I look at defensive leaders like uh, Tank Lawrence. I look at the offensive leaders like Dak. And by the way, Dak needs to be – I need to see a lot of – at some point, I need to see a lot of bit – I need to – see a lot more leadership in Dak. I need to see a lot more uh, nasty, according to Pop, in Dak. Like, get on the guys. Like, I, I can't, like Tom Brady, for example, right? Yeah. When uh, there was a game against, he was he, he was playing against the 49ers. It was a route where Mike Evans got completely contacted on. Tom Brady went after the receivers. Tom Brady's not afraid to go after anyone, but the, the, he can go after his coach, the referees, his players. So I need that type of personality from Dak. You can't be restless. He's been, by the way, he's been sleeping too much. <laughs> He's been sleeping too much, Gabe. Like you, you watch the commercials, a sleep number. He's been sleep- like if you get a lot of rest, you should play effectively. There's no know? way. There's no way you go into that game and you throw interceptions. At it. He has thrown three interceptions the last three games. How do you know that he'd be sleeping too much? Dude, he has a contract with sleep number. That doesn't have anything to Dude, do with sleep. Like, I, 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 was just, I was just looking at the uh, – th- that came up on my mind. I, I was just thinking that, that meme on my mind, that, like the sleep number, where he was just – I don't know if you saw it. They, they put a sleep I know what you're talking about, yes. Like, dude, like uh, that, that – I wanted to make that reference for the office. I'm sorry. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> but anyways. But that's nah, your point. That's your point. That, but – Okay, I need to see a little bit more angriness in Dak. I'm sorry. You're a good guy. I get it. But at some point, you have to get on your guys. And so, to your point, I agree. Yes. I do agree. Um, Vocal leadership at the quarterback position is crucially important. You have to. Aaron Rodgers has it. Tom Brady has it. He does. Dak is... I'm not to say that he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. He just may not be doing it on the field. He may be doing it off the field, on the sidelines, in the locker room. However, that look, because I do hear that he's a great leader. Do it in front of cameras. I do. Do it in front of cameras. But again, to they my earlier smoke, point, Gabe. to my earlier point, why does he have to do it in front of the cameras? Because, 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 okay, we live in a judgmental world, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So it doesn't matter, like, like. From the outside, right? Right. They'll judge you from the outside. 
in that stadium, right, if you're going after your players, then that means it, we, we can trust you more, right? Mm. I, I, I want him to do it in front of cameras. So we, we want to see the other side of Dak. So you literally just proved my point from earlier. Yes. So you're one of those fans. <laughs> Am I? You, yeah, you are. You just said it. You just admitted it on mic. It's on record. We got that. <laughs> but no, no, no. In all seriousness, I get what you're saying. I did. I do understand what you're saying. I um, I do feel that Dak. I'll take that. Should be more of a vocal leader. Yes. Um, especially when it comes to you throwing these interceptions and yes. you keep pointing the finger at your receiver. Well, not him specifically, it's but we, we can kind of tell that we, we point the we. finger at the receivers. We whenever he throws a word. When he throws a pick, mm. we point the finger at the receivers because they missed their route. Are they right. missing assignments? It's been a lot of missed assignments, Dakota. It's been a lot of missed Man. assignments. So there has been. Dakota got to get it together. Um. <laughs> That's on him. That's he's on gotta, him. He's got he's to yeah. say, you know what? I screwed up. I got to get this shit together. I got yeah. to get it together. Yeah. Because I can cause us victories down yeah. the road because and if y'all not if y'all are not communicating mm-hmm. how do they know that they were that they were in the wrong spot at the wrong time that's true how do they know right that because we've seen it happen so many times right at this point and i've seen you make a lot of bad throws mm-hmm. in those moments yeah so we're not going to sit up here and act like it's all on the receivers because regardless of whether they were there in the right spot or not that was a horrible throw the decision making is everything one, the, both of them were yeah so that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about it. Can't we can't just solely put the blame on the receivers and then you're not addressing the issues, right? Y'all not having conversations. Not that. Not to say that he's, I know that they're not having he's conversations. Doing he's doing it in front of the press conference. He, he wants to. He, he wants the press conferences to to say about we, mm-hmm. right? He's doing it in front. Of, he's not trying to call anyone out. But sometimes you have to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to call your players out. Yeah. To send a message to say, you know what? I'm the quarterback of this team, and, we're gonna, and you're going to lead us. To me, right now, his body language doesn't – it looks like a guy – it looks like a guy that, that just wants to win regular season games. It looks like Tony Romo. Yeah. But, but we can't – but we, you, you win regular season games to get to the postseason, and then the postseason, we don't know what happens afterwards. But there's so many different things that happen with them. They, there's so much that goes wrong every year. Like, it, what can go wrong will go wrong. Stephen A. Smith's quote. And he's, exactly. always, he's always right. And I thought that at, at some point he's got to eat crow. He's got to eat crow at some point. Eventually. It'll happen point. one day. I may not live to see it. He may not live to see know. it. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't well, know. It, it definitely not going to happen this year because I'm going to tell you right now, we're not built to win. We're not we're built not. to win. We're not. We're not. We're, we're not. We're not addressing the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is Dak. Dak has to be saying, you know what? It's on me. I'm not criticizing his play at any point of, of this show. I'm not. I'm saying... He's 
He has to change his, his his body language approach when it comes to press conferences. I know you're trying to pee, appease the uh, the Dallas audience and the NFL audience. The NFL, the, the, there's there's two difference, Gabe. There's Dallas and there's the, there's the audience, the NFL audience. The NFL audience does not care what you think. The NFL audience is saying, okay, well, we got a team in Jacksonville. We got to focus on Jacksonville. We got a team in uh, Miami. We got to focus on Miami. Dallas audience, they focus on Dallas completely, from the quarterback to Jerry to Mike. And not one of those guys are honest with their answers. Nope. One of those guys are not realistic. One of those guys, we we don't see fire from him. We only see fire from Jerry after they lose. After they lose, we see fire from him. And that's a playoff game. They continue to talk to this man after every single game. Okay? What happened to the fire after the Green Bay game? What happened to the fire after the Philly game or the Seven Bay game? What happened to the fire after this game? And I'm going to tell you, like, the Green Bay game specifically, to use that as an example. Yes. Green Bay has always been our kryptonite. I've said that on here before. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre. Yes. Kryptonite. Yes. It's been a struggle. Green yes. Bay, since the 2000s, has been a struggle for us. Yes. So I, I want everybody to understand that specific game, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised about it at all. Okay. The Philly game. The Philly game. I wasn't surprised. surprised about it at all. I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I'm surprised. I was not, not, surprised. not that Philly game. I'm surprised at the Green Bay game. I'm not surprised at the Green Bay game at all. I'm surprised. That's exactly how I said it was going to go. I'm surprised because this was a homecoming for Mike McCartney. You go out there and, 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 and you know, you screw around on offense. But you know Mike McCarthy. That's yes. the thing that I, everybody knows Mike McCarthy. Yes. So why would we expect him to do anything else but be Mike McCarthy? <laughs> He's going to go in there and, um, and play and coach emotionally yeah. because it's his old team. He's trying to prove a point. He's doing the most. He he never, he we've never seen him go for it that much in a game. What proof did he point? What point did he prove in that game? The point that he proved was that Oh, I'm going to try. I'm going to. I don't know. Honestly, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't think he proved his point. I right. think that was the point. Right. <laughs> I think he really. I mean, it's I like mean, that game. He didn't need Aaron Rodgers. It's like pulling up to your ex's house in a Bentley and in the Bentley getting repoed in front of her house. <laughs> like, that's exactly how. That's what. <laughs> that's what it felt like to now, me. Now, let me ask you this. Is that other dude inside? Yeah, dude inside. (laughs) (laughs) But regardless, my point is, I do think that Mike McCarthy is always going to be Mike McCarthy. So that Green Bay game didn't 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 surprise me. It's like it's like that. It's like that toxic. It's like that toxic lady in your life, right? Well, not toxic. Every lady's different. Every man's different, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that man in your life that I'm one guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not willing to change. That's Mike McCartney. I'm not willing to change my, my philosophy. My philosophy works. My philosophy is regular season philosophy. It's not playoff, um, playoff philosophy. It's regular season philosophy. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. We can't, we can't, we can win games in regular season. That's great. 
But when it comes to the postseason, it's a different story. And yeah. that's why everybody, every all this offseason, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to call Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Sean Payton. His name will go from January on to the summer. I will say, though, I do think that Michael McCarthy should lose his job if we don't make it to an NFC Championship game, at least. They shouldn't go after Sean Payton, then. I think There's other coordinators out there. There, are, there is other coordinators. I think that Mike McCarthy is not competent as far as no. he's just stayed retired. You had Aaron Rodgers for how many years? Uh, 10, 11, 12, 12, something 12 like years? that. 11, something like that. Yeah. It was double digit years. Okay. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. You got Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, all these receivers. You got uh, everybody you can Donald think Driver. of. Donald Driver. Um, Clay Matthews on defense. Like, you got all of these different. B.J. Raji. Oh, my gosh. Al Harris. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, my point is, you had Aaron, and y'all come away with one Super Bowl. Dude. One Super Bowl in Dallas. So, that. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry saw that. Jerry, Jerry saw that ring, and that's why he got hired. He saw that ring. They had he a relationship before. Hired. They had a relationship before. Still, he saw that ring to the in his house. Yeah, and said, "You know what? You're my next head coach." Because the reality is, he not. I don't want to say he's not competent because he's mm. he's a head football coach in the NFL. There's levels of competency that's there. <laughs> I do think that Mike McCarthy is not the coach for us at this point. We need a Dan Carpenter type. We need somebody Dan who Campbell. Dan Campbell. Thank yes. you. Um, right. Why where did I get Carpenter from? Um, anyway, Maybe Bobby Carpenter, probably from linebacker, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need a Dan Campbell type who's willing to come in and shift the culture. Our culture is all he it's fits. Off. Mike it's McCarthy off. fits the motif of all of the other coaches that we've had mm-hmm. since. Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer that have not done anything. Don't forget Parcells. And Parcells. Parcells, Parcells wanted, to wanted to change the culture, but Jerry wouldn't let him. Jerry was too hands-on. Right. Now I think Jerry is willing to – because I do think Jerry has a desire to win now that he's getting older. No, he's not. If I he, think Jerry has a desire to win. If, if he if has a desire, that if he desired to win, then, then you don't – then, first of all, you take you remove yourself from interviews. I don't think that's gonna do anything. I say, we know again, we know Jerry. But they're Jerry, asking listen, him football plays, Gabe. They're not asking him football plays. They are. I've never heard them ask him about plays and like situ like they've asked him about situations and moments in the game. But I've never well, heard them ask him those, about. He's not. In, he's not on the sideline though. He's not, he doesn't have the headset. Those are questions for Kellen Moore and Dan uh, Dan Quinn. And I agree, I'm Campbell. I agree. I agree. I wish Jerry would shut up too. But at the same time, Jerry's not going to shut up. He's the owner. At the end of the day, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. You're right. He doesn't have to. He can do whatever he wants. At the end of the day, I think he wants to win because he's trying to put, he's trying to find the right pieces. At the end of the day, he's actually putting the work in to find those pieces. I've never seen him sign anybody at this point in the season. He don't do free agents. Sign like three guys. He don't do free agents. That's not him. That's Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones taking over that. You do know Jay is still the GM, right? He is. So, but Stephen, but Stephen has the last call. That's what that's what Chris Arthur was saying on the radio. Regardless, Jerry, I, I, you think I Stephen is going against his father? Keep it real. Keep it a hundred. <laughs> you really think Stephen I mean, is going I mean, against I mean, his I mean, father? I mean, I mean, do you sign? Do, okay, do you let Odell walk? 
Odell was in town for two days. Yeah. You treat him to a Mavericks game. And then you, the next day, it's like, you go to the practice, look at all this stuff. It's like, it's like an attraction. Like, 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 Jerry initiated that visit. Steven can, can control that. I'm sorry. Steven has the last day to sign. And if Jerry, if Steven, you get, giving Steven all of this power, right? Yes. Steven okayed that too. If that's, if that's to your point. Steven okayed that entire visit as well. Right. He was on board with it as well. So at the end of the day, well, like if you're chance. talking, if you're giving okay. Steven all of this power, quote unquote, yes. he's not going against his father. At the end of the, everybody knows Odell was not, I mean, I'm not going to say he wasn't the one, but if he's healthy, yeah, sign him, absolutely. But we know he's not healthy. But why bring him in? Because we're not going to know that until we bring him in. Because he's telling everybody that he's ready. Odell is going around and team after team and telling everybody he's ready. He's like, he knows he's not ready. Come and sit down and meet us with his money on the table. Right. Now you got to figure out, okay, like how honest am I really going to be? Because now I got to be transparent. Yeah. I got to tell you, like, yeah, yeah, I don't plan on playing this shit. Right. But you're wasting play. the time. That's the that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. I'm but that problem is for Odell. That's Odell's problem. But, but, okay, he got to deal with uh, that. Uh, but, okay, if Odell knows he's not healthy, mm-hmm. why why waste our time for this visit? Why do we have to tr- take you around town to show you this, to show you that? Because Odell did not sign a contract. Odell is a prima donna and he wanted a long time deal. He, he wanted somebody to invest in him, let him get we right, did. let him get healthy, let him do all of that kind of stuff. If he wanted to get healthy, then he would have sat out on the side. And truthfully, if that's what he wants, he needs to go sign with the Giants. He needs to go back to New York. Because they're not going anywhere. He's not at going this anywhere point, either. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, if you want to win something, right. I mean you, your options are here. You have to play. You right. have to be ready to play in about two weeks, at, at that's minimum. Why, that's why. That, that's why we went ahead and signed T. Y. Hilton. Exactly. Because, okay, so that timetable didn't work for us. That's all. That, that's all that happened. But that, that's my my thing is the waste of time. The Cowboys wasted on him. We've been calling for Odell's name for three weeks now. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, the, the your quarterback has said. Oh yeah, you know we want to sign Odell. Mm-hmm. Okay, your running back said that. Your yeah. running back hasn't been inconsistent. The linebacker said that, right? But, 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 you he Odell is a free agent. Yes, you can't touch him until he's ready to be touched. Pause. But he but has you, to like. But he has. To, but what I'm saying is. From the is from he's got to declare himself ready. He can't go on these trips, all these places and to treat the to allow these owners to treat him around town. That's that's what I'm saying. Like like you're what you could you could do that for any other player that is ready to go. For the player that is ready to go, you could do that. Odell said he he's not ready. He won't be ready until he's medically cleared. Yeah, right. I so, so with that being said, there's other players out there that want an opportunity. Yeah, and we don't have to deal with the prima donna. We we know who Odell is. If when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Yes. At the same, it goes for Mike McCarthy. That goes for Jerry Jones. That goes for the entire Cowboys organization. That goes for people in general. <laughs> yep, yep. When somebody shows you who they are, believe him. Yes. 
At the end of the day, Odell has been that dude since day one. Yep. Yeah, he came in the door, flashy, doing all of the extra stuff. Here's my luggage. Here's, yeah, here's my he, luggage, guys. Yeah, we know who Odell is, so you got to cater to that ego. Right, that's what the Cowboys were doing. Right, it's not because we just were so enamored with Odell Beckham Jr. No, mm-hmm. it's because we're catering to the ego so that we can get what we want. It's business. But you waste time with that business, though. But at the end of the day, it's, I don't see it as a waste of time. I see it as we're, I see it. we're aligned with the timing of the person that we're trying to attain. Right. At the end of the day, he is the highest profile receiver that we got. Mm-hmm. Talent-wise, if we're just talking about solely based upon talent, he's the best that's available. Period. But but there's no argument there. Right. See why Hilton is good. He's great. He doesn't come with the same ego. He doesn't come with all the lights he and comes, glitz he, and glamour. He comes, with, he comes everybody in life, like you talk about, comes with his luggage, right? Yeah. T Y Hilton comes with good luggage luggage. Like this guy, he puts he puts up numbers. Mm-hmm. He's he's a great route runner. Mm-hmm. That's what we need on this football team. Because yeah. we don't because we don't trust a C D. We don't trust Noah Brown. We definitely don't trust. Uh, we definitely don't trust. Um, what's his name? We definitely don't trust a uh, uh, Gallup. Yeah. On some on some plays. Mm-hmm. But that's why they went went ahead and did that. And I don't, I, th- I don't think it's a matter of trust. I think it's more so a matter of we need another option. We need another player that defenses have to honor. Mm-hmm. So that we can open up for what we want to do for the offense that we want to run. Our offense worked last year because of Amari Cooper, right. CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. Those three. Mm-hmm. Gallup was our third receiver, not right. our second. Yes. So that's the difference. So now he's our second. Gallup's exactly. Our second. CD. Uh, CD's like our. He's the number one receiver. I can't say number one. I'm I can sorry. I can I, say I it can't now. Say number one. I'm I can say it now one. because statistically, he has the statistics of a number one receiver. The last four to five games, he's had that. He's balled out. I'm going to give him credit where it's due. He is I'll our give number him one. Credit, receiver. but I want to see more. That's the thing. That, 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 can, but can he can he keep it up? Can he keep that level of consistency up? But you do realize that we can't have an offense without a number one receiver. So he would yeah, qualify as our number one you receiver. Can't, you can't have an offense with, with Yeah, you're right. So he, as in our offense, he may not be yes. the greatest receiver in the NFL, <laughs> but in our offense, he is our number one receiver. Then, then can, can, you, can you tell Kellen Moore to stop running those um, – those wide receiver running plays for him. I would love Kellen Moore to stop doing that. I hate because, those. Because to, me, <laughs> to me, he's not injury prone, but it doesn't fit with what's his style. And it doesn't. I don't like he's that. not that. If you go and run that play, put type in that receiver exactly, and run that play like. Oh, why don't you have Trevor run run the motion like that? Since you want him involved, since you want to involve him in the offense, yeah, because Turpin is. The speedster. That's the right. that's the one guy that we got that can take the top off a of deep. Well, him and Tony Pollard, um, that can actually take the top off of defense. Yet. No, that's not anymore. Boy, that's your boy. He that is my boy. I love Zeke, and I think he's had a great season. And Zeke I think he's proven himself, bro. Yeah, he's doing amazing. But I'm, the, no, this is I'm talking Pollard. about Pollard as far as the speed. Yes, I'm not talking yes, about absolutely. The, the, we need both of them. Our offense is balanced because mm-hmm. of both of them. It's not just one or the other. That's true. Um, Pollard, to me, is great. 
he's excellent. He does what we need him to do. Mm-hmm. He gets out in space. He can make people miss. Mm-hmm. He's more athletic than Zeke is at this point in his career. It works. <laughs> like, Zeke is our power runner. It's like, um, Brand, it's like Brandon Jacobs and Tiki Barber back in the day. Right. Like, it's the same kind of one-two exactly, punch. But, but, but Zeke Elliott is Zeke is smaller yeah. than Brandon, Brandon exactly. Uh, Jacobs. Exactly. And but so, he's still, he's that power runner. He is. So, it works. Yeah. It works. It works. Yeah. And, now that's, that's interesting. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you on that yeah. part. But, however, okay. So, who would you, who, who would you think sign off this signing then? Back to our point. Uh-huh. Did Jerry sign it off or Steven? Because I feel like this was a Steven signing than Jerry signing. T.Y. was probably a Steven signing. It was probably with a Jerry confirmation. So I think Steven has a voice. I do think his voice matters in that building. Yes. But Jerry has the final say on everything. Yes. He, he is, his hands have to touch everything, which is the gift and the curse. But he, the curse... You just said, that's that's a good point. Mm-hmm. You just said that he's got to touch everything. Yeah. Does he have to touch the offense? Does he have to touch the defense? Why do they make, it's not, it, it's about scheme, right? Yeah. Like, like he's, you're saying he touches everything. Mm-hmm. You're saying that. Anytime that anytime he's on the radio, he's on the radio. Mm-hmm. Radio, uh, I think he's, Jerry. He's on the radio twice a week. Steven's there as well. He's on the radio twice a week as well. They're coming up with football questions. Mm-hmm. What happened to? Why did Dak throw his second interception? They're asking those questions on so, the radio. They're asking those questions in person. But you know, part of his business model is being that person, right? This, all of that talk, all of that stuff, he doesn't know offense. Goes perfect for his business. It don't matter what he knows. It does not matter. A, he arm. he could not know a thing. Right. He could be totally clueless, but it works <laughs> for his business. Him being this vocal, yeah, mouthy person, right? It works for his business. You don't build the number one sports franchise in. America and trying to upgrade it, yeah, trying upgrade and trying to upgrade the stadiums and all that, stuff. all that kind of. You don't you get to do that without being a genius, a marketing genius. Right. He, I give Jerry Jones so much credit for his business acumen. Mm-hmm. Part of that business acumen is his voice, right, right, and that voice is going to be the reason why we're going to be stuck. Yeah, it, it is. It's. I mean, but I don't. How much of an effect do you think his voice has? Like we are in reality, uh, how much uh, does his voice have? You want me to go the delusional route or reality route? You said reality. Yeah, go both ways. Let's go both. I want to hear okay. both. Sides. Um, <laughs> for me, for me, for me, I would say reality. Shit, um, I'm gonna say forty percent. Hmm. I'm gonna say forty percent reality. Sixty percent would be delusional because the reason why I, 60, I say sixty forty. For the original side, because people will wear the jerseys, people will, will support the gear. There's no problem with that. What I have a problem with is people are not realizing. Um, there's other teams in the NFL that want to get where we were trying to get to. That's the delusional side. That's why I say 60% delusional, 40% reality. Reality says, okay, we're 10 and three. Let's let's not let's not celebrate yet. 
Mm. Let's uh, get to Jacksonville. Let's get to Philly. Let's get to Tennessee. Let's get to Washington. And then where are we stacking the playoffs from there? We might be playing Tampa Bay. We might be playing uh, Carolina. We might be playing Atlanta. Who knows? Who knows? That's the reality side. Reality says we got a poor offense. Reality says we need to stop the run more. Reality says we need to put, uh, we need to keep, we need to get Kelvin Joseph off the field and replace him, move, uh, Bland to the outside mm-hmm. and bring on uh, another, uh, another nickel back, which by the way, we're, we're definitely missing. That's what reality is like. Delusional is like, we're going to wear the jersey wholeheartedly. We're 10 and 3. We're going to be Super Bowl champs. Okay, so to that point, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on reality. I think in reality, uh-huh. his voice only affects twenty percent. Okay, you say 20%. I say twenty percent because okay. yes, his voice is a distraction at times. He can make a mess and be, but a part of his him making messes is yeah. his marketing. 20%. So it's it's literally marketing. Okay, twenty percent. Like, okay. 20% of it, it really more so affects the business than it does the play on the field. At the end of the day, you got all of these players. There's a lot of talent on this team. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a poor offense. I disagree with you on that. I don't think our offense is no, poor. Saying, no, I think I, it's inconsistent. No, I'm, no I'm, I'm talking about, no, I'm saying like reality set. I'm just making yeah. an exaggeration mm-hmm. of, of, what reality got you, got you, got you, got you. means got you. in okay. the Cowboys world. Yeah, got you. So, okay. I say 20%. Okay. But I, I do think his voice is more so, more so has an effect on the business than it does the play on the field. Yes. The play on the field has to do with players and coaches. Okay. Now, Jerry has a responsibility from a GM perspective, yes. him and his son, mm-hmm. to curate these players. <laughs> yes. Yeah, create yeah. an environment of winning. Who wants to win? If you want to win, a part of that key is letting your head coach do what they want to do, do what they need to do in order for it to get them there. Bill Parcells said it better than anybody else. If you want me to make the meal, you got to let me shop for the groceries. Okay. Mike McCarthy is not going to fight Jerry on that because he's just like Wade Phillips and Jason Garrett and all the rest of them that we've had. Right. He's no different. Right. He's just a bet. He's, he's had... A little bit more of some credentials because he had Aaron Rodgers on his team, but I put more of that gift, that more of that Super Bowl, and more of those NFC Championship games on Aaron Rodgers than I do him. Okay, Aaron Rodgers I, outplayed I, his coach. I, I agree with you on that one. So to me, we're looking at a team that looks very similar to a lot of those Green Bay teams mm-hmm. that were really talented. They go to an NFC Championship game and then they lose. Okay, it looks very very similar, mm-hmm. just discipline wise from the. Okay. The energy level, the effort, the, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so many different things that I see mm-hmm. that aren't even necessarily X's and O based. Right. It's just like, mm-hmm. morally, I don't think we're a team that's ready to win. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. with that being said, mm-hmm. Jerry don't have an effect in that. Jerry don't affect all of that. His voice doesn't affect all he of that. He doesn't, but, you know, he doesn't, Gabe, but, you know, um, I would say, I would say you can upgrade all the stadium stuff you want, right? So I think, I think to your point, business side, I think Jerry's doing it for concerts. He's doing it for basketball, mm-hmm. uh, any type of sport that, that goes into Jerry's world, he's trying to do, uh, make upgrades for. Mm-hmm. Like for example, um, in April, there's a Taylor Swift concert. I think she's going to be here for two nights mm-hmm. or three. 
She's trying to she's trying to do three nights. Mm-hmm. So she'll be here for two nights. Um so God that'll be packed. Are you like going? Hundred million people. Are you going? I don't know yet. Yeah. I don't know yet. I haven't purchased any tickets. I'm wa- I'm waiting until I win them. Mm-hmm. So that I'll go. Mm-hmm. But if I don't win them by like February, then I might go ahead and purchase them. Gotcha. But I think I think. But to your point, but yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> to your point, um, <laughs> but to your point, he's doing it for that aspect. He's not doing yeah. it for the Cowboys aspect. He's doing it no. for the fan aspect. That's why I said sixty percent delusional because of that point right there. Hmm. Like you're 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 trying to uh, bring more fans in. The more people that move into Texas, which, by the way, welcome, mm-hmm. the more an enemy's uh, – I can't find that word. Uh, I said it correctly. I said it, I, may, I may have mispronounced it. Mm-hmm. An enemy, sorry. An enemy that, that we're going to provide. And that, that's not his stadium. That mm-hmm. could be a coffee shop. That could be another a grocery store. That could be anything. Mm-hmm. The more people that move down here, the more people that invest in this, in this team – is number one. We got to find more realistic people out there. There's not enough out there outside of us and outside of the radio station. There's not out there. Mm-hmm. So that's like seven people. That's why I said 40%. Because we, we can find more really realistic people out there. Mm-hmm. People that are willing to throw items at their TV that, that shows their passion for this team. Again and again, we go through the same crap again and again and again. That's like a relationship, right? The girl is the girl is the girl is acting up. Like she'll show her true colors year one, year two, year three, year four. It's going to be completely different every single year, right? That's why you make the decision say we got to move on. Mm-hmm. So that's with that with, with that being said, I feel like fans. At some point, have to move on. Not saying like, not tend the games, but like move on from being invested into this team. This team hasn't done much. Yeah. The players have said, you know what? We got to move on. That's why mm-hmm. Randy, Randy Gregory moved on. That's why Demarcus Ware, back in the day, moved on, and that's why he has a ring. Because he moved on. Mm-hmm. He moved on at the right time. DeMarcus Ware moved he on did. at the he perfect did. time. You're not going to waste my talent. He said, you're not going to waste my talent. Yeah. I'm going to move on. Yeah. I'm win championship. Because What'd the reality think? is we weren't, again, we were in a culture underneath Wade Phillips at that time that was not built to win. Right. Same thing with Jason Garrett. We weren't right. built to win. Right. These are coaches who aren't going to rock the boat. When we had a coach that would rock the boat mm-hmm. and build Parcells, he wasn't allowed to handle his business. Right. And that's why he left. Jimmy Johnson and Jerry butted heads, mm-hmm. even though they won those Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. But they butted heads because Jerry didn't have the most control. He did. He did. I did, I did. Jimmy Johnson was like, get out my meeting and then kick people off the team. Like, you fall asleep in my meeting, get off the team. Like, it's not even a question. Well, what's gonna I ain't got to talk to Jerry. What's going to happen now? The difference between that and, and now. Yeah. You fall it, asleep in the meeting. Oh, they're just going to wake you up. Okay. Well, that's They'll wake you up and probably get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> like, that, that's weak. Yeah. That's weak. Like, we're, we're just a different culture now. Like, yeah. we're in a culture... In, underneath the Cowboys that's very very spoiled like 
the amount of money that they bring to both Arlington and Frisco, Texas, uh-huh. is insane. Like just the so, so again, Frisco. Regardless of whether the Cowboys win or not, mm-hmm. Jerry don't. I mean, I think he wants to win. He desires to see that one more time and stop the stigma and all of this other stuff, stop all the talk. I do think he does have a desire to do that. But I also think that he cares more about the business Uh than he does truly winning. Okay. So both of those things can be true. I think that he does have a, a desire somewhere in there to win because I've seen him be more vocal about wanting to win. Recently, he's been vocal about everything over the course of the last few years, but most of the conversation has been surrounded by business Mm -hmm. and growth of the Cowboy organization. Mm -hmm. Not so much about winning and trying to see a championship. Like he says, we have a championship caliber team. And I actually agree with him on paper, but the culture (laughs) is the problem. The culture is the problem. Yeah. We've created this culture of circulating the same type of coach. If you think about the, since Bill Parcells, Mm -hmm. it's been the same type of coach. Yeah. Same personality type, Mm -hmm. same energy level, same exact culture. Right. And until you bring somebody in there that's going to shift that culture, that Jerry allows to shift that culture, Mm -hmm. we're going to be in the same position. And I hate to agree with Stephen A., but we're going to be in the exact same position every Uh, year. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, Oh man, that that you live in Frisco, right? I do. In Frisco, Texas, Texas to be exact, guys. Frisco, Texas. You live in Frisco, Gabe. Yep. How many how many venues? Are they building anything closer to you right I, now? I want to put this in perspective. Frisco is the fastest growing city in America. Okay. They're growing, they're building things every day. <laughs> How many? So, like, so I'm pretty sure when they build stuff, right, the people are, are going to increase, right? So basically, yeah. you're going to see people walking around like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, midnight, and, and, and which that's their business. And they're going to be walking around finding something in that area to do. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's not a nightlife area, so you won't really have the late night. People walking around type thing. Like, there's a few little spots out there, but it's not, that's really not where Frisco is. You gotta go to Dallas or Addison or, like, it's just, yeah, Fort Worth is way further, so nobody's going to Fort Worth. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) literally nobody, nobody in North Dallas is going to Fort Worth. I'm just letting that be known. I mean, unless they, unless they want to extend the nightlife, then that, and then that. If they're going to Fort Worth, they're spending the night. Like, that's a road trip. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Uh, <laughs> it's an hour away. <laughs> so I do think, like, I've seen a tremendous amount of growth in Frisco. Um, just from. Because of Jerry. A lot of it has to do with Jerry. Um, yeah. When the Cowboys got good. there, I wasn't mm-hmm. living there. Mm-hmm. Um, they are look good. They are look good for themselves. And, and the people, the people there, you know, I, I've been to Frisco maybe a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And, um,. I guess you gotta live. I don't know if you've seen this walking around, mm-hmm. but I think you gotta live luxury. Oh, it's. A, am I assuming it's a very high end area? This it's the new Beverly Hills. Like it's that level of the cars you see, yeah. the just the lifestyle that's around it. Like it's a right. different environment. Okay. Everybody that talks about Frisco knows that it's 
straight luxury. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way before the Cowboys got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but even more so now because it's not just the Cowboys. When the Cowboys got there, mm-hmm. Toyota came. Yes. Um, and then all of these other major Fortune 500 companies started Toyota flooding to Plano. Music Factory. No. No, not that one. I'm Toyota's sorry. headquarters. Oh, wow. World headquarters. Oh, wow. Um, so technically it's Plano, but it's on the border of Frisco and Plano. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings a lot of new influx of people to those areas. Plano, right. Frisco, um, mm-hmm. McKinney, all of those air- surrounding area yeah. areas. Um, <laughs> so that's a lot of money. But when the Cowboys got there, mm-hmm. that's when you started seeing all these people come. Yeah. Frito Lay has been there. Um, I think as JC Penny has been there. Mm-hmm. So some of them have already been there, but right. Frisco, that's Plano side. Okay. When you drop the Cowboys in the middle of the Frisco, mm-hmm. it just brings a different level of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Now the PGA headquarters. Yeah, Now you got UNC's, uh, a new campus in U- for UNC's in Frisco. Yes. Um, like it's just, Exponential growth, and they and, and you know they they have the tournament there, the uh, the Conference USA tournament there, which mm-hmm. UNT both men's and women, which I'll talk about on the next side, on the other side, mm-hmm. um, they have the conference tournaments there now, mm-hmm. the uh, Co America Arena. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. So that so that's where they're playing their games. That they bring that tournament, which I have no no problem with that. Mm-hmm. You probably see the people increase. Oh yeah, the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been there. You see the people increase, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So you're right. He's doing it as a bar- a business, a marketing yeah. standpoint. He's just he's no different from Bezos, from uh, Elon Musk. He's no yeah. different from any of these other business owners. Mark Cuban is the same way, right? But Mark Cuban, the, Mark Cuban, Mark, Mark Cuban his, can only. Mark Cuban invests in a lot of things, and he in, he he's really invested in the Mavericks as far as winning. Right, it's not necessarily he doesn't necessarily believe in the Mavericks being the number one franchise mm. um, oh, in the NBA. Be, oh, they'll never be the. They'll never be that. Like the market Lakers. doesn't. The, we're in a small, technically a smaller market than LA and New York and the major be. markets. We won't be for long. <laughs> it won't be considered <laughs> that for long. Um, but yeah, Dallas. The Mavericks, they kind of have an identity of being like mm-hmm. a gritty team. Right. They have, their identity is different than the Cowboys. The Cowboys have always been America's little shining star. Mm-hmm. And it's just so polished and perfect and coddled and just like <laughs> treated like a little newborn baby. Like, it's, it's wild. Like, it's wild to see that. Like, right. even from the time that Jerry bought the team, like, mm-hmm. till now, like, you just see the exponential growth of the team and it's to be, it's, it's something that I admire from a business perspective, mm-hmm. but when you talk about it just as a fan, it's right. irritating as hell because you you built this culture. That's forty percent. Yeah, you, I don't. The reason I don't give his voice forty percent, I give him over forty percent. That's part of the reason why we're not where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably closer to fifty sixty, if we be honest. Um, but when I talk about his voice, I don't think it's over. I don't. I honestly don't think it's over 20% because his voice is not the reason why we're in the positions we're in. The culture already dictated what we were going to be long before he opened his mouth. Right. So. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Okay. Well, was that, was that being said, we got Jacksonville next week. And so I don't, I, we should be here. I don't know. But, uh, we got Jacksonville next week mm-hmm. on the road, right? 
I don't know the storyline on that, but I know that we have to uh, play a little bit better. Um, <laughs> we said that. Yeah. Also, we have to, uh, on offense, Dak has to take most of the blame. He's got to throw accurately because I feel like we're going to be pressured this game. The second thing is we got to have, uh, we got to, uh, t- I'm interested to see how T.Y. Hilton fits in this offense. I am too. I am too. Um, I think he he's a type of receiver that we kind of need. He's a veteran route yeah. runner. Yep. yep. He, yep. he knows his stuff. Right. Um, and I think we kind of need that. We need a veteran presence on this team. Yes. Uh, on the receiver side. On the receiver side. We, we, sure. Yeah, we, yeah, we have, we have, yeah, we, we need him not a veteran presence. Like Michael Gallup is our oldest receiver. He's 26. Oh, damn. So. Golly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we, we need, uh, we, we need, we definitely, how old is James, James Washington? He's in the 30s. He has James Washington. He might be in the 30s, but he hasn't played, so I don't Well, yeah, yeah, him. he hasn't played either. Yeah, um. That's probably why they brought him in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we need a veteran presence in that wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is I want to see what they're going to do on that right side. I mean, do they move? Do they convince Peters to be on that right side? And also McGovern, too, because mm-hmm. I don't like to take – I I don't know who said this the other day. I, I was post game show yesterday. But – and I kind of disagree with them. Mm-hmm. They were saying um, – Tyler Smith has to sit on the bench. But Tyler Smith has been playing well. He's I mean, been playing his – like, man, I'm so impressed with Tyler, Tyler yeah, Smith. He, uh, really, um, really good. He's really, really good, mm-hmm. and it actually makes me very hopeful for the right. future of our offensive line. It does, on the um, side. Especially because Tyron Smith is getting older. Right. Um, Peters is old. Um, oh, he's a veteran. Like 40. So, yeah, he – like yeah. – we we kind of see the trajectory of what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And Zach Martin is on the older side, so yeah, he's on like he's like thirty something. Yeah, yeah, so I do think Tyler Smith being a young guy that can come in and play well mm-hmm. is going to be huge for him because you're surrounded by veteran future. I mean, at least one huge future Hall of Famer, right. and Zach Martin. Uh, maybe, maybe two. Maybe, maybe Tyler two. Smith. Yeah, uh, I don't. Well, he hasn't played enough games to consider a Hall of Fame, but I mean, he, he's he's. He's protected our left side. Yeah. Uh, he does his job. And, and I think that throwing him way into, way in there too early, but given the circumstances, you have to throw him in there because you have to be, you have to have stable, uh, stabilized off the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't trust the guys like a Josh Ball or the other guy. Uh, Connor McGovern, he's played a little bit better on that left guard, mm-hmm. but he has to sit on the bench. Was he was he essentially Tyler Smith? I think Tyler Smith is more ready than Connor McGovern. I think so too. Um, I also think that on the on well on the defensive side, um, I also think that Michael Parsons. Uh, I need to show. I need that leadership. I need to. I need that leadership. I need to know what they need to do with Kelvin Joseph. At some point, you got to set him out. Because you're facing, like you mentioned, the receiver core mm-hmm. of Jacksonville. These next four games is crucial. Yeah. We could be out of the postseason, Gabe. And I'm not necessarily. I, I don't want to be over dramatic. We can be one and three with no momentum in the postseason. Yeah. We need to do something. If Kel- if Kevin just continues to give up these plays. 
We got to do something. We got to move Bland to the to the um, to cornerback. He played that position in college. I don't know. He's playing well in, in the nickel, but if we need to give him corner, some cornerback reps, let's do it. We got to do whatever we can because the reality is we already know Kevin Joseph is not ready for playoff football. He's not ready. It's a different He's animal. Not ready. Like right now, we probably could get by. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like, Jacksonville is not no, they're not no punk. But, Jack, but so, Jacksonville can beat you in the game. Give us Tennessee is a team issue. that runs the ball heavy, and they're going to punch you in the mouth. They are. Which they are. is nerve-wracking for us because we're soft. Like, yeah. we are, I'm just keeping, I'm keeping it honest. We are very, very soft. We're, like, we yeah. don't play well against physical teams. We yeah, yeah. I mean, Houston is a perfect example. That's a physical yeah, team. A physical team. They're not tanking. Then no. Let's get the record straight. Houston and Texas are not. There's a difference between tanking and, and just not having the personnel to do exactly. What you and do. they don't have the personnel. Yeah, they don't. It, it it'll take one player to come in there and change that to, to change that whole franchise. Because the truth of the matter is, there's a culture that Lovey Smith has cultivated. Right. That he's always had a physical team. Every team yep. that Lovey Smith yep. coaches looks yep. the same. Yep. Energy wise. Yep. Even if the personnel is not the greatest, that mm-hmm. team is gonna play their ass off. That's true. That's, that's the true. difference. That's, that's what true. that's the difference. That's why I bring up Mike McCarthy so much. Because it's not solely just about mm-hmm. the X's and O's. It's I, the culture you create. Right. I think I think I think some of the players feed off his personality a little bit. I'm not calling the players soft, yeah. but I think they feel, feed off his personality. It's it's like the fake toughness. Like yeah. I, re, I, I listen to the huddles every single week, right? Mm-hmm. It's a fake toughness. Of, we're going to play hard. We're, we're going. We're going. We don't give a fuck about these players and all stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a fake toughness. Mm-hmm. Now on the field, it's a different story. I want to see these players upset. I, I can't I can't continue to have the fake toughness. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, I I just can't. Yeah, and that that that's not that extends beyond the football field. Mm-hmm. We got to go out there and punch teams in the mouth. We're not a physical ball club. No. If, you, if you have seen, we're not no. that ball club, Gabe. We're no. we're just getting by. We got by this game. But the thing about it is, we can be. We have the ability to. We, we have be, the personnel yes. to do we that. We can be, but, but our culture doesn't feed that aggression. No. So no. that's the thing. That's that's really it. That's my biggest thing. Right. We don't have a culture that's ready to win in the playoffs because winning in the playoffs requires a level of grit and, that we don't possess. And let me let me say this before we go. If any Cowboys player or coach or any Cowboys media personality wants to come on come on this show and disagree with us, mm-hmm. then you can. You're welcome. You're more than welcome. Just hit up my socials, and we'll have a conversation. And you tell us why why you disagree with us, because I think we're pretty we're pretty spot on in this. Doug, I've been a fan too long. Yeah. I've seen a lot. Same here. And I've, I've seen the same. I've seen the same thing duplicated over and 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 over again. They can't disagree with. I mean, any like passionate fan can't disagree with us. And and since I've been a fan since 2000, 
the off season, this off season, I've been watching the Cowboys clips, the the hard knocks clip, the old Cowboys clip, where they had Dave Campbell as the coach. Yeah, that's that went went well, horribly. Um, <laughs> so even even those episodes, yeah. Jerry took control. Yeah, because Jerry was calling the players to his office, telling them, "Hey, you've been released." That player has to go talk to the head coach. It's so weird how they do things. It's weird because when you're released from a, 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 a position, it they don't go to the – well, he is the GM of the team. He has every say. But the head coach will say, you know what, he, we're going to release this player. The head coach has to, has to uh, go up to the GM and say, we're going to release this player today. I'm going to just call him to the office and wish him luck. That's it. But Jerry, but they do things the opposite way. Jerry brings them in and says, we're going to release you today. They got to go talk, talk, talk to the head coach and say, that he, he's basically saying almost the same thing, but except that he's extending it. Hmm. So that was weird. That is weird. But we've been a fan for too long. We want to see the culture change, and hopefully it changes this, this upcoming Sunday. But... I want to thank you for your expertise. That, that was a, a, a great Cowboys conversation. But like I said, if y'all want to come up here, you want to disagree with us, you're more than happy to. Any player or coach or media personality, come up here. We'll have a conversation. All right, coming up next, let's talk about some basketball stuff. I want to talk about some me green stuff and, and NBA stuff as well that's happening in the past week. It's Fishbowl Radio. We're coming back.
Crypto right here on Fishbowl Radio. Welcome back, guys. Now, we just had uh, <laughs> an extended the Cowboys discussion. Uh, the reason I'm laughing because we were just talking <laughs> off the break. So, I got some basketball several lines for you guys. Let's talk. Now, you know, I always want to talk about my, my school, right? UNT. I want to talk about my school because uh, I feel like I, I, I express higher regard for them. Let's talk about the women's program on the basketball aspect. I love Jaylee Mitchell. I love her. She was the assistant coach when I was a player there, and that was back in, what, 2008 through 2011? Yeah, she was the assistant coach at that time. So, um, so uh, she she... She did some, she did some things great. I'm trying to get her on this show. Um, you know, if anybody can reach out, then, um, you know what? Scratch that. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to try to get somebody on my show. So stay tuned. But let's talk about their, their team, right? So I know nobody has an interest in UNT for women's basketball. I do. And we're going to talk about it because this, these numbers are disappointing. This team has a, has a two and six record. They have 139 turnovers. That's an average of 17 point, 17 turnovers a game. Like ladies, we need to take care of the ball. We need to go back to the basics of, of what a travel is, of what, uh, 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 just ridiculous turnovers. This this is the record that we have right now. We're at two and six because we're not we're not going back to the basics. We're not focusing. We have to focus. Okay. There's no way after eight games you should be two and six. No way. You're playing weaker teams. Of course, you know the last two was SMU and OK State. Those are tougher teams. But you play. But what about the Louisiana? They had nothing on the team. You lost. So, with that being said, my expectations are, I hope y'all get better. And I hope that Quincy Noble is listening because we want her on the show. I, Not we, I want her on the show. I want to talk to her about, you know, what's, you know, expectation-wise. Because she is the leader scorer on this team. Wherever she goes, they go. She's averaging 18 points a game, shooting on 44% field goals. She's shooting a decent percentage. Um, I can't blame her for, for this record. I can't blame her. She needs help out there, guys. And, um, and I bring up players like, um, if I have it written down, I don't have it written down here. But anyways, she needs help out there, guys. We need to provide that help, ladies. She cannot be going off on on end and scoring twenty plus points a game because I think feel like teams are going to try to defend that. So, um, with that being said, we got Howard next, and then we got uh, Georgetown, Florida Atlantic, and the Florida International. So, so all of those games to end the year are on the road. So they're going to be on the road for a while. So, I mean, I might. Not have a guest. I mean, my best estimation is January. So they'll be home January something. And we'll have a guest on. And hopefully we'll have a guest on. Hopefully we'll try to, um, you know, try to try to have some fun on this show. Try to, you know, get some expectations going and, um, you know, and improve. You know, we want, we still want y'all support, though. We still want 
the the arena pack. We still want the Super Bowl Super Pit packed in Denton. Y'all were willing to go to other places during the year. The year is about to end. Your your shopping holiday shopping is about to end. You have no excuses to not attend women's basketball game at UNT. Nothing, no excuse. We have we can't we can't see we can't I can't afford to see empty seats after empty seats after empty seats. What the hell are y'all doing in the last part of this this month and into the next month? First of all, January is nothing. Of course, we have MLK Day. We're going to celebrate it. We're going to celebrate that wholeheartedly. But outside of that, we don't have anything. We don't have any any other holidays. Outside of New Year's, we don't have that. So with that being said, get get your butt to the game and support the women. They need y'all support. And then we're going to talk about it every single week. And I'm going to do my best to di- dive in every game at all costs and every aspect of the game. But other than that, this team has to get better on both ends of the court to make themselves elite. Now, let's talk about men's basketball on the UNC side. Now, Grant McCasa is my favorite coach. He's 111 and 60 in what? I think it's like four or five seasons as a coach. It's been a long time. But anyways, um, I, I, was wa- I was watching the game the other day, right? I was watching they, them play against Grand Canyon, which is in Phoenix. Um, they they won the game. UNT did, 60 to 58. And I have two things. Number one, they rely on Taylon Perry. Which, by the way, I hope I get on. I, I hope I get him on the show as well. So, any UNC students, athletes, faculty, staff members, y'all want to come on the show? Y'all can. But anyways, Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry. It's not Tyler Perry. The uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, movie star is Tylon Perry. Let's not get that mixed up. <laughs> okay, so. With that being said, um, they rely on him more. He's he's basically the offense. He's averaging eighteen points, seventeen points a game, shooting forty three percent field goal range, forty five percent three point range. So the guy has a complete game. It's unfortunate that we got to rely on him so much to bail us out on these numerous plays. Which, by the way, uh, that's my second point. Number two, why are we waiting till the shot clock expires to run our offense? It's like the, the shot clock thirty seconds. We get the ball down the court. It's 24 seconds. We're trying to pass it around, trying to get a good shot. But the shot clock runs out every single time. That game, we had the shot clock run out four times. Four times that game. We got to change our offense, guys. We have to change our offense. Stop running the shot clock. The shot clock is five when you're you're trying to play panic mode. That's why he's not scoring enough points. What's that what he said? So we have to get out of the um the mode of getting to the shot clock. Okay? Now just as Noble needs help, Tylon Perry needs help. Okay? Kai Huntsbury and uh Abu Usama, whatever that name is. I'm sorry. I butchered that name. Anyways. Sorry about that. So we need we need those guys to step up, guys. We need any guy that can come in uh, um, um, 
on the court to step up. And also, I do want to make another point, too. Uh, we have a nine-man rotation. That includes five players, four starters. So I would like to add one more player, maybe one or two or a couple, two more players to the mix. Uh, so now we're not, we're not, we're not in like deep trouble. I mean, we have depth. Don't get me wrong, but we need to play maybe two more, maybe one more, two more guys in our depth, in our rotation. That way it keeps us more balanced on offense and defense too. I mean, we are defensively was pretty good. Defensively, we don't give anybody anything. And that's why we, we're giving up 51 points a game, which is completely good. But our offense needs to come up in the score. So I think this last week of the se- this last week of the season, they're all finals break right now. But um, the last four games in, of this month is UMass, UTSA. That's both of them on road games. The Florida Atlantic and FIU is a is a is a home game at the Super Pit. So with that being said, we need to pack the house. College football is over. Well, it's not over for some because the, some people got to play the bowl game. Um, uh, all these uh, festival stuff is coming down to an end. So why don't you just attend the game? Even if you don't know basketball, you you support the players. The players are giving their, their all. They're giving their, their 110%. Let's go out there and support them. Let's go out there and uh, I want to, I want them to improve offensively. Defense, I don't have a problem with. Offense, I have a problem with. So, I just gave you the full UT schedule. I hope that um, in whatever happens, happens. You know. So, uh, number two. Now let's talk about some NBA talk. Okay, the race for Wabiyama. I'm saying his name right. <laughs> but, uh, everybody else is saying it right but myself. I'm not saying it right. Only because I don't care. Okay? I'm not going to tank for a player that's going to improve a franchise. I'm not going to do that. The Spurs, on the other hand, they're not tanking. They flat out suck. And I can say that. I, I've been a Spurs fan since 2000. And I have never seen this team play this badly. We don't have the leader. We have a bunch of guys that are just playing, that are just, just fooling around. We need a leader. Wabiyala is not that leader. I, I'm not saying it's that right. So, um, we need a leader. He's not that leader, guys. They see they see that he, he can score thirty points a game. Yes, that's great. But can he lead a team? LeBron, when uh, when they were getting on his draft, LeBron was a leader. It took him five years to become a leader. Well, actually, it took him seven years to become a leader, and now he has four championships because of it. Because he had to change something. He had to become that leader. Bobby Allen is not that leader. He's not that leader yet. It's not going to take him seven years to do that. You could say Luca. Is Luca a leader? Uh, Luca's little. He's like a 50% leader, 50% follower, so he's half and half. John Moret is, John Moret is a leader. Look at that whole Memphis franchise. They have changed. Ever since John Moret came on that court, 
that franchise has changed wholeheartedly. And they're not getting the same credit as the Lakers and Brooklyn Nets are. So with that being said, I will not tank for for Wanayama. <laughs> but Houston, that's another team that 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 that's that's irrelevant. I don't understand where Houston's going these days. You just heard my man Gabe say that Houston's a bad city. I'm not. I, listen, I think every city can improve. Y'all can improve better. Y'all could do better. Your basketball team can do better. How is it that we have the college team, the University of Houston, doing better than the than the Rockets? Oh yeah, and rest in peace to, to uh, Stephen Salas, his father, Paul Salas. By the way. Anyways, so with that being said, um, the Rockets, we've been in this position for years. Is it time to sell the team? We cannot continue to, you cannot continue to play this badly. Kevin Porter, uh, Jalen Green, stop jacking up 20 shots a game. So now you're, you're Kobe. You're not Kobe. You're not even LeBron. You're just regular guys that take over a, a roster spot. Stop jacking 20 shots a game. Stop that shit. And they, and they worry about Eric Gordon just saying, I got to play with these guys every game. And guys like that, shoot, 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 shoot. They got to fall in. It has to fall in. Stop shooting that shot. Take quality shots. To improve, so that we, you know, so that y'all can be elite again. Y'all have never been elite. Ever since James Harden left, ever since Chris Paul left, heck, you can say Hakeem. Hakeem left like 20 years ago. He ain't going to come back. He ain't walking that door. Um, who else? Steve Francis ain't walking that door either. You know who else ain't walking that door? Wamiyama's not. <laughs> well, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> He's not walking that door. Y'all have to change your identity of this team. Period. Y'all have to say somebody at some point's got to got to got to convince Jalen Grant and Kevin Porter to grow up a little bit. Stop jacking these shots, guys. Please. Anyways, I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to. Um, be disrupted for those guys, but those guys were shooting. So they 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 have annoyed me over the last month or so. But anyways, Charlotte, Charlotte is seven and eighteen. The Charlotte Hornets, they're seven and eighteen. Jordan continues to make bad decisions, GM decisions. You went from elite to back to 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 poorly, Jordan. How do you go from? How do you go from Kenny Atkinson to Steve Clifford? You just hired him. You fired him two uh, three years ago, and now you hire him again for what? Like in the news, have you heard of Charlotte Hornets developing? The only time the Charlotte Hornets are on the news is because of Jordan. Either Jordan's going to sell the franchise, or he's going to hire a new coach. That's the only two things that the Hornets are on the news from. They're not on the news for Wamiyama, which that team needs help on every aspect on the court. 
They don't even have uh, Lamelo's not playing. He's hurt. Gordon Hayward's not playing. He's hurt. You don't have a Miles Bridges because he made a stupid decision in the offseason. Um, you don't have much on this team. And this team needs to improve. Okay? We're not, will not fix, will not fit on this team. He definitely won't fit, fit in Orlando because Orlando's 7 and 20. Orlando has a bunch of young players, guys. Where are you going with those young players? Are you going to stay at the bottom? Are you going to stay, are you going to try to go to the top? They always say the future's bright, right? Okay? They always say that, right? In every sport. They say the future's bright. They always say that. They say that in college uh, sports, right? You can't say the future's bright in college sports. I disagree with that notion because college players transfer. They have that ability to transfer. They say, well, you know, Dion took the head coaching job at Colorado. Now the guy, you got a quarterback transferring. Now you got somebody else transferring. Yeah, because they're not built into that culture of what uh, the prime time is is preaching. It's like a win or go home situation. You either win or you go home. In this case, they're out of there. They do it there for their own sake. They don't care about y'all. They don't care about what that coach is uh, bringing in. They care about what they're saying. That's a selfish mindset. Which is all right for some. So, with that being said, Orlando, I, and I said this in the offseason, I said, Orlando, you guys have to be the most, the worst franchises in America. Like, seriously, come on, man. But this is why no one, no one says Orlando, no one knows who their Orlando Magic is. Can you name two players on the Atlanta Magic? I can name two. I can name three. I can give you Jalen Suggs. I can give you Franz Wagner. And I give you um, Wendell Carter. I, I, I just gave you three Orlando players. Y'all need to improve, man. This is ridiculous. Stop jacking around and work with the players that you have. Can you do that for, for not for me, for, for the fan base? Which you don't have much of a fan base, but let's go to let's go to Detroit. Okay, Detroit seven and one. Uh, Wabiyama might fit in this team because Kate Cunningham has been a bust. He's been a bust, guys. He's going to miss the regular season. The whole not not because of the injury, but because of his play. Now, you got to be at some point. You have to be committed to playing basketball. Okay, you got to be committed to football. We just talked about in the break. I just I I told Gabe. I said Odell's not committed to football. So what makes you think Odell? Odell's just saving the glamour. Odell is Odell is not worried about championship. Odell's saying, "Here's my luggage. Here's what I'm going to bring in. I'm going to be dramatic. I'm going to propose to a fake goalpost." I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to do what Odell does. Odell does not care about football, period. Just like basketball, Kate Cutting does not care about basketball, period. That's why these guys sit out the entire game, because they don't care. Like, have you ever heard of the media, have you ever heard a player come out and say, we want to win a championship? H have you ever heard that? Gabe, have you heard that? Okay, good. 
I haven't heard it. This the, the guys, we're not trying to. These guys are not trying to win a championship. They're trying to take a roster spot from others. Stop taking those roster spots from others and focus on those other players. Who's <laughs> that being said? So, I don't know where this guy Wamiyama will play. I don't know. He's a generational talent, yes. But I don't know where he's going to play. We'll know in the draft. Now, the Lakers. Anthony Davis um, should be MVP in the conversation. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. What? If Anthony Davis in the MVP conversation? Is is that what ESPN is talking about, or is that what the national media is talking about? The national media says Jason Tatum should be in the conversation. The national media says Luca should be in the conversation. The national media has already said that we have to wait to the off season, sorry, to the end of the season to name our MVP candidate, MVP. At this point, it's Jason Tatum. It's not no Anthony Davis, even though he's played well. He's played a lot better. These last few games, he's put up numbers. Um, he's cared about basketball a little bit. But when does that wear off? When does Anthony Davis stop caring about basketball? It wore off last year when he was hurt. I'm pretty sure... Wait, wait till January. Wait till the end of January. It'll start wearing off. The guy will be, we gotta be right there, right here, right now. And we will want to put him on an MVP candidate, even though the Lakers are nowhere near close to playoff contention right now. We gotta stop messing around with this. We gotta start focusing on other players that are more worthy of an MVP conversation. I don't know what the Lakers are gonna do at this point. I, I have no idea. I know for a fact that uh, Darvin Ham has done a decent job at his job. They're allowing him to coach now. You notice that. And Gabe is a Lakers fan. He has noticed that. Oh, well, no, I can't say he's a Lakers fan, but he's a LeBron fan. And I'm pretty sure he could, say, he could tell y'all, oh, yeah, Darvin Ham, they're allowing Darvin Ham to coach now. Darvin Ham is coaching now. Wherever he says goes, why why didn't you do it for Frank uh, Frank Vogel? Why don't you let the man coach? But yeah, you let Darvin Ham coach now. I have no problem with that. I just wish that you stopped talking about the Lakers right now. I just wish you stop it. Just fly out, stop. They, they're not even going to the playoffs. There's other teams more worthy that are worth our attention. And that's my next point here. Boston. Jason Tatum, 30 points a game, 8 rebounds. He's improved his defense and leadership. That We talked about leadership. That's the guy that wants to win a championship. That's the guy that said in the offseason, man, I fucked up. Man, I said, you know what? You know what? I'm going to go into the gym every offseason, and no one's going to see anything. And I'm going to work on my game, which he has done. We're not giving Jason Tatum enough praise. The media says we should focus on the Lakers. Why are we focusing on that team? Why are the Boston Celtics? Why do we got to focus on Emi Yudoka? He's not the coach of the team. Missoula is. Joe Missoula is the coach of the team. 
Why are we focusing on that on all negative stuff? Jason Tatum is averaging 30 points a game. He doesn't get enough attention. What other player out there is, is, is focusing on that game? What other player out there? Can you name me what player? None. Okay, thank you. Now, <laughs> Joe Missouri should receive credit. Actually, you should receive the Coach of the Year award. Look what happened. You go from cheating on your wife story to the man that said, you know what, I'm going to put my past behind. My past is in the garbage. It's burned up. We don't focus on that anymore. And now... He has this, he has the top record in the league, in the league. This is, this is, this is a coach that we never heard of. I heard of him because I saw him play at uh, West Virginia. But man, give him the full time gig. You don't need email. Let email go do email stuff. That's, that's, a, well, I don't know. That, that's, that's, that's email, you know, going, do email stuff like go and cheat on other people. You know what I'm saying? Email needs to go do email stuff. Joe Mazzulli will coach this football, uh, basketball team. Jason Tandem is the MVP. Man, and he works so well with Jason, Jalen Brown and, uh, Marcus Smart. And now we're seeing a little bit of Blake Griffin. Wow, Blake Griffin was 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 a no show, and now we're showing. Now he's back. They revived him from the dead, and now he has a career. His career came back. So, with that being said, we need to focus on Jason Tatum. We need to focus on the Boston Celtics and see where they're going. No more of this nonsense stuff. No more of this Brooklyn Nets stuff. No more of this Laker stuff. No more of this Ime Udoka stuff. What has changed ever since he got fired? Well, he, not got, he didn't get fired. He got suspended. What has changed? The boss Celtics has, has changed. They improved. It'll be a matter of time. Basketball gets better. But before we go, let me give you a little teaser on uh, on the ball game. I'm still thinking about going to the ball game. Is that is it Frisco? Um, I don't know if I should go or not. Um, it's on Saturday. North Texas is playing Boise State. We are a ten point underdog. They have us. They have us losing this game wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. And Boise State's a sixty-two percent chance of winning this game, right? So that that takes place our whole entire season, guys. Our season, our all season of inconsistency. But on the bright side, we hired a new AD. Now, with that being said, oh, Jared Mosley, shout out to you, Jared Mosley. Um, hopefully, you come on the show and you explain the world of what you're trying to preach to UNT sports, especially the football team. Okay, thank you. Now, um, um, with that being said, I'm, I'm still debating on, on going to this game. Um, this game, we need to, uh, it looks like this game, we need to, they're going to make Ani be a passer. 
if you want this to be your last game audit, you go out there and you and, and do your best. You go out there and lead us to victory. We can't end this season like this. We're already in, we, we're already emotionally invested in this football team. We're not even emotionally invested in soccer, and soccer's done a lot better than the football team. We're not emotionally invested in softball. Softball's done a lot better. We're definitely not. We're emotionally invested in basketball because basketball is better than football at UNT. Stop jacking around and get yourself in the offseason and work. I'm sorry. Get yourself in this game, after this game, and then work on the things that you need to work on. Now, new head coach, I don't know. This is not an attractive job. I, uh, there's another guy that I said that I wanted. He's coaching at Purdue now. Is Ryan Roth Walters, an African-American head coach, 36 year, years old. He coached at North Texas, guys. How do you let that go, let, let him go? He was Illinois' defensive coordinator last year. And, he let, and now he's coaching at Purdue. Purdue gave him more of a chance than North Texas did. North Texas said, you know what? We're going to hire New York, York mediocrity. That's what they've been doing for the last 10 years. I'm tired of that crap. Hire a coach that cares. Hire a coach that says, you know what? Screw this, uh, screw this playbook. This is my way. We're going to win championships in the AAC. We're going to win a national championship. We're going to be in contention of a college football playoff. My first season. I want that mentality. We can't settle for less. We can't settle for garbage. Reason why it stays in the garbage, it stays in the garbage forever. And then eventually somebody comes along and says, okay, you know what? Oh, we look at this playbook. It's in the garbage. We're going to burn it. That's what they, that's what they'll do. So with that being said, guys, I hope we have, a, <laughs> I hope we have a good ball game. I hope that I, I'll be, if they win, I'll, I'll be happy. If they lose, then I'm ranting. I'm ranting next week. I don't know if we'll be here next week or somewhere, but I, I'll, I'll be ranting. But, uh, with that being said, that's the end of our show, guys. <laughs> It's over. Uh, thank you for allowing me to, uh, thank you for hearing me out. Um, continue to like, like me, subscribe me. Um, you know, do all the things. Let me help you. And by the way, I've been giving out business cards lately. Do not throw those away. Okay? Give it to somebody that's more worthy. Heck, you can give it to a homeless person. Give it to a homeless person so that they, they, they'll find a radio or find some sort of internet to listen to my voice. Maybe I can help them. But but I can help uh, other people too, with that being said. Alright guys, that's it. I'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves and um, and have a good day. Hey, check out the review with Joint Company Radio.